Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, on Twitter, at Coach Jan Shaw, on True Social, Success Alchemist, and on Telegram, US UK Patriot. Today is the 3rd of June, 2023, and the title of today's show is Fall of Debt Slavery, Matthew's Message, Durham Report, and DeSantis Runs. So this is my first show from the UK. I have to say that the move to the UK has been rather challenging. It really feels very strange to be here. But as many people have been remarking on Facebook when I posted to that effect, they've said, well, you know, it takes time and you're having to readjust to a whole new environment. So I am starting to feel better, I must say, and uh, Keisha is settling down as well, so that's good. So I've got some catching up to do, obviously. I haven't um, recorded shows for the last two weeks because of the move, but I'm now back in the saddle, so to speak, and so I'll be covering what I think are you know, the best articles to catch up with, Perhaps not the very latest news, but I did want to cover something from previous weeks and then the rest will be this week's hot news. And I'm going to start again, as I have done in in the last few shows, with the Benjamin Fulford report, because as I say, that really gives um, a global feel to what is actually happening. And of course, we know that even though we're obviously quite focused on the US and now I'm going to be more focused on the UK as well. But this whole um, situation is a global attempt by the deep state, the cabal, the Illuminati to implement their great reset. And it's literally a global battle to stop them from doing so. So, you know, joining the dots across the world, I think, is really important. So just a reminder that Benjamin puts his reports out on a Monday. So obviously this is before some of the events that I'm covering from the rest of the week. And the title of this week's report is Why the U.S. Has to Go Through Chapter 11 Bankruptcy. Sometimes when I write a story, it gets convoluted and loses direction. No matter what I do, I only end up digging a deeper hole. When this happens, the only option is to delete the whole thing and start all over. This is a good metaphor for what passes off as government in the United States. The waste and corruption have gone on for so long that the privately owned United States of America Corporation 
has about $250 trillion in unfunded liabilities, according to the St. Louis Fed and others, above and beyond the $31.5 trillion in debt that is now in the headlines. Since US GDP is $23 trillion, it's like someone earning $23,000 a year having $280,000 in debt. Such a person is bankrupt because they have to go deeper into debt just to make interest payments. Despite this, the Rockefeller family and their Joe Biden fake government are doing everything in their power to kick the can down the road yet again. This is exactly what the Chinese want because it will mean the US will sink deeper into debt and never again become their rival. To understand just how dysfunctional the US government is, let us look at the Pentagon, as described by Colonel Douglas McGregor. We have on active duty now 44 four-stars for a force of less than 1.1 million. During World War II, we had 12.2 million men and seven four-stars. The most professional people are at the lower levels. The least professional are at the top. This is part of the rot, the corruption, the waste. The whole department is a catastrophe. You can't even audit it. The money goes from the Treasury to Congress, to the various defence contractors, and then it shows up again in the form of donations. The US is run by donors. Aircraft carriers are an example of how this money is being wasted. The US has 11 aircraft carrier groups. They were state-of-the-art 75 years ago, but are white elephants now. The Chinese military just ran 20 war games where they concluded they could destroy the most modern U.S. aircraft carrier group with just 24 hypersonic missiles. This means aircraft carrier groups are now just parasites that weaken the U.S. by draining its finances to the tune of $26 billion a year. Another parasite is NASA, not a space agency, which turns out to be nothing more than a movie studio with a $32 billion a year budget. And it's got an image of Neil Armstrong's space boots and the track that he supposedly left on the moon and the two are completely different. The money could be better spent, for example, by creating submarines that can also fly something the Germans figured out towards the end of World War II. This sort of waste and misdirection is true right across the whole spectrum of US government. For example, the US has 50 states that each have their own bureaucracy and can obstruct the nation as a whole. The WDS, the White Dragon Society, proposal is to reduce this to five administrative regions for the United States of North America – West Coast Hippie Land from Alaska to Northern California, Greater Texaco ranging from Southern California to Texas, Dixieland from Louisiana to Virginia, the East Coast from Maryland up to Ontario with special autonomy for French-speaking Quebec, the Greater Midwest starts with Arkansas and includes Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba. This is just a taste of the sort of things that would become possible once the criminal privately owned USA Inc. is bankrupted and rebooted as the Republic of the United States of North America. There can be no doubt the American and Canadian people are sick and disgusted with their current KM, 
Khazarian Mafia puppet regimes. Two-thirds, 66% of all Americans, say a Biden-Rockefeller victory would either be a setback or a disaster for the country, according to a CNN poll. The attached video shows Joe Biden disappearing into the White House with two children. Nothing to see here, folks. Just old fake mass pedo Joe doing his thing. This Biden show is run by a Rockefeller media regime that is considered truly the enemy of the people by 59% of Americans. And he includes a video of the media, the mainstream fake media, um, saying almost in unison the same 4am talking points across every channel. So really just spouting whatever the latest propaganda story is. Um, in Canada too, the fake Castrudeau is so hated he cannot appear in public without being harangued. Hats off to this Canadian who gives Castrudeau a piece of his mind. He says it like it is. Keep it up. And basically this uh, Canadian is shouting F.U. to Castrudeau on his walkabout, so obviously not a popular guy. <laughs> Despite popular disgust at their rule, the Kazarian Mafia is fighting tooth and nail to keep their corporation afloat. They have called in all their blackmail and bribery cards. For example, they seem to have forced Al Gore to spout greenhouse gas emissions are the equivalent to 600,000 Hiroshima-sized nuclear bombs every day, and it's boiling oceans and making us racist. More to the point, they appear to have arm-twisted House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to go along with plans to raise the debt limit. Any agreement would mean that behind the scenes they used a combination of nuclear blackmail and extravagant promises to get more funding from creditors like the Chinese. For example, Rockefeller bagman Heinz Kissinger even offered to replace English with Chinese as the official language of the United States in exchange for more money, according to Asian secret society sources. Mass murderer Kissinger has also now played his hand and revealed the blackmail strategy he and other KM slaves came up with at their recent Bilderberg meeting. US speech about nuclear war is becoming louder and louder and it is somehow mixed in with talk about how aliens are here. It is like they are planning some sort of massive negative energy sacrifice, an FSB source warns. The FSB also said Kissinger told Russia he is planning to go to Ukraine in October in order to replace Vladimir Zelensky with a new puppet. This puppet would then offer a North-South Korea-type solution to freeze the border and keep Western Europe under KM control. Zelensky has to go because it is now common knowledge he worked with Evgeny Prigozhin of Russia's Wagner private military group to murder hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian men. Ukrainian soldiers died within hours of arriving at Barmut because Zelensky gave the exact artillery coordinates to his KM counterparts at Wagner, FSB sources confirm. In a sign of the genocidal mentality of KM slave politicians, Republican U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham called the death of Russians and Ukrainians 
the, quote, best money we've ever spent, end quote, during a meeting with Zelensky. This is now being stopped. Wagner has been ordered to leave Bakhmut and transfer control to the Russian army by June 1st. This is the result of a joint Anglo-Russian agreement to stop the KM genocide in Ukraine. The outed Prigozhin, in a hissy fit, warns Russia could face a revolution and lose its war in Ukraine unless the country's elites fully commit to the fight and put the country into North Korea mode with martial law imposed to achieve results on the front lines. Instead, we are hearing Prigozhin is going to be taken out if he hasn't already been. There is also definitely something wrong with the avatar Zelensky. He looks coked out or is malfunctioning. In any case, the so-called Ukrainian war is mostly the USA Inc. selling off its weapons stockpiles in order to buy more time. Three quarters of the material sent from the West to the Ukraine was diverted to Kosovo and Albania to supply other theatres of operation in the Middle East and the Sahel. I don't know what that is. Serbian Christian troops are now going into Kosovo to stop the KM illegal arms, slave and drug trade taking place there. That is why Serbian President Aleksandar Vucic said on Friday his country has gone on war footing over the situation in northern Kosovo. In any case, the war has been a PR disaster for US arms industry. The Russian Air Force has shown that the most advanced American weapons system, the Patriot, can be destroyed at any time, a serious blow to the marketing of the production company and, in general, to the military-industrial complex, Polish intelligence sources note. Now a fire sale of F-16 fighters is likely to further confirm the bad reputation of US Inc. weapons. We have SU-35s capable of shooting down more advanced airframes than F-16s, including F-35 flying turkeys, at long range. Furthermore, our pilots can detect them long before they are discovered. There are also effective anti-aircraft missile systems capable of shooting down enemy targets from a long distance, a Russian arms expert notes. As their conventional weapons flop, the KM has also been carrying out a huge fake news nuclear blackmail operation involving Belarus. To carry this out, Belarus President Alexander Lukashenko was hit using the same electromagnetic weapon they did on Turkish President Recep Erdogan and Mexican President Lopez Obrador, according to Mossad sources. There was then an attempt to use a fake Lukashenko to say things like, countries should join the Union of Belarus with Russia, that's all. There will be nuclear weapons for everyone. Notice the Pravda article where he says this appears on the Ukrainian.ua internet and is not from Russia. This is followed by the Mossad propaganda site Debka quoting Russia's ex-president Dmitry Medvedev as saying if it comes to nuclear weapons, there will have to be a preemptive strike. Although they have been scrubbed from the internet, we have seen photographs of Medvedev making the satanic hand sign. It appears he is now being ordered to try to start their long-awaited Armageddon with a KM nuclear attack to blame on Russia-controlled Belarus.
this is all KM disinformation and no nuclear attack is going to come from Belarus, our FSB sources confirm. In other words, it is just nuclear blackmail aimed to extort financing for the US Inc. It is just a bluff because the KM know full well if they try to start a nuclear war, the first mega bombs will hit their headquarters in Geneva, New York and Tel Aviv. We are also hearing a major purge of the KM is taking place inside Russia. That is why Russian Defence Minister Sergei Shoigu said, Today we are being confronted by the collective West, which in effect is waging an undeclared war on our countries. It appears Russian Prime Minister Mikhail Misustin is the new de facto leader of that country. He just led a high-level Russian delegation to talk with Chinese President Xi Jinping and Chinese Prime Minister Li Guang. So I wonder if he's implying that Putin's gone. I don't know. Anyway, one thing they certainly talked about was, as Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban says, there has to be a new European security accord with Russia. Most Europeans agree. In the latest sign of this, thousands of anti-war protests took place in Sofia and other Bulgarian cities calling for the neutrality of their country, non-participation in armed conflicts and the closure of NATO bases. The battle against the Satanists is raging elsewhere too. The government of Islamic Azerbaijan for example, has stopped a KM plot to fool them into fighting Christian Armenia. Now their government says they will not allow the Zionist regimes to attack Iran from its territory, according to Iranian sources. In Turkey, President Recep Erdogan has won another five years in power. It appears Turkish nationalists replaced the murdered Erdogan with an avatar who works for Turkey and not the KM. He certainly looks younger. Recep Erdogan's victory is clear evidence of the Turkish people's support for your efforts to strengthen state sovereignty and pursue an independent foreign policy, Russian presidential avatar Vladimir Putin said, according to the Kremlin website. In Israel, meanwhile, tens of thousands have swarmed the streets in several cities for the 21st week in a row in protest at Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's far-right cabinet and its extremist policies. Looking elsewhere in the world, we note South Africa is facing rolling power blackouts, organised gangs targeting rail infrastructure connecting the nation's wealthiest province with a top container port and other problems that mean the country could become a failed state. In Pakistan, meanwhile, former Prime Minister Imran Khan is being held under house arrest by the army as the country hunkers under undeclared martial law. Speaking about martial law, US military personnel will soon be landing in Peru where the military has carried out widespread attacks against protesters with extrajudicial executions and widespread use of lethal ammunition earlier this year while trying to contain mass protests that started in December 2022. This is a naked Rockefeller resource grab at the expense of the Peruvian people. Speaking about the Rockefellers, their terrorist employee Tedros of the WHO, World Harm Organization, 
is spreading fear porn again by threatening a disease deadlier than COVID. These threats are coming from all directions now as the KM is in panic mode, a Mossad source notes. By the way, the Rockefeller Foundation has come out to say publicly they are connected to the WHO. Geneva, May 23rd, 2023, PR Newswire. The Rockefeller Foundation and the World Health Organization have announced a new partnership to strengthen the WHO hub for pandemic and epidemic intelligence. Here is a summary sent to us by Polish intelligence. The masks are starting to fall. The Chinese biology lab in Wuhan is part of GlaxoSmithKline, which coincidentally belongs to Pfizer, the one who makes a vaccine against a virus that was accidentally launched in the Wuhan Biological Laboratory and was accidentally funded by Dr. Fauci, who accidentally is advertising a vaccine. GlaxoSmithKline is coincidentally run by BlackRock's finance department, which coincidentally manages the finances of the Open Foundation Company, Soros Foundation, which coincidentally runs the French AXA. Coincidentally, Soros owns the German company Winterthur, which accidentally built a Chinese lab in Wuhan and was bought by a German alliance that accidentally has Vanguard as a shareholder, which is accidentally a shareholder of BlackRock, which accidentally controls Bank Central and manages approximately one third of global investment capital. BlackRock is also actually a major shareholder in Microsoft, owned by Bill Gates, who coincidentally is a shareholder in Pfizer, which, remember, he sells a miracle vaccine, and coincidentally is now Who's first sponsor. Now you understand how a dead bat sold in a wet market in China infected the entire planet. These same sources tell us analysis of dust from a terrace table in Berlin after suspicious rainfall, such as recently in Poland. It's not pollen from trees, it's metals and poisons. As Croatian MEP Mislav Kolokusic says about the WHO pandemic treaty, it would be healthier and safer for humanity to sign an agreement with the Colombian drug cartel. If they dug a little deeper, they would soon uncover the web of foundations used by the Rockefellers to control this entire shit show. And he includes an infographic, and I'll read how it flows. Well, actually, it says how it'll flow if the new WHO pandemic treaty is signed. WHO declares a health emergency or a climate emergency? And it shows uh, Ted Ross... Um, Bill Gates and uh, Xi Jinping. They mandate all citizens in a country or region must be vaccinated. Pandemic treaty gives them full control over all your government's resources. Your local police, military must enforce who mandates. If they refuse to cooperate, UN troops can be deployed on your soil to round up and forcibly vaccinate the population applies to masking and testing as well. 
One side we will be in a perpetual state of emergency and they will control your government in perpetuity. Stop the treaty, it literally is the one world government. They are also behind the entire LGBTQ etc etc attempting to end reproductive sex involving males and females. In the latest example, the Rockefeller-controlled American Medical Association states that the sex of a child should be omitted from birth certificates because they don't know what the sex is until the child later chooses it. In any case, the Russians and Middle Eastern countries are working to cut the Rockefellers off from their control of oil and energy markets. That is why Saudi Arabia is snapping up millions of barrels of Russian diesel that Europe no longer allows, while simultaneously sending its own supplies back to buyers in Europe. The Europeans are also turning a blind eye to India, reselling them Russian oil. In another sign of how much Rockefeller control of energy has sent back human progress, I think that should say set back human progress, a jet has just been unveiled that can travel at Mach 5 just by grabbing hydrogen from the air. And then, as usual, he ends with uh, videos of UFO sightings, but he calls it the latest Operation Bluebeam information. So he obviously implies that this isn't real. It's just, you know, Bluebeam can create like CGI. So these aren't actually real UFOs. They're actually... Uh, deep state created, I presume. Anyway, that's the end of this week's report. The good news seems to be that the central banking system is failing and that the Khazarian mafia is in deep, deep trouble. And so that's good news. So I think lots happening behind the scenes that we aren't always aware of. So as usual, let's keep the faith and pray that this is going to happen soon, this whole crash of that satanic um, regime. So on a completely different note, I'm going to cover uh, Matthew's message for June, which is a much more metaphysical look at what's happening in the world. Now, if you're not familiar with Matthew, he's actually Matthew Ward and my understanding is that he died at the age of 18 and his mother, Suzanne Ward, channels messages from him every month. And you can find him at matthewbooks.com and it, it has an archive of all of Matthew's messages. And this was published June 1st, Lights Progress, Illuminati Fortunes, Lightworkers, Creator, Origin of the Universe, Souls, Good, Evil, Entry of Reptilians. With loving greetings from all souls at this station, this is Matthew. When weaker civilizations fell prey to the darkness, they were captive within its low vibrations. Warring, ignorance, poverty and fear which are bereft of light is how dark ones control populations. And that is what befell Earth's peoples. When a dearth of light put the planet's very life at risk about 90 years ago, Gaia asked for help. Out of love for her and her residents, highly evolved civilizations infused the planet with light and souls started leaving their advanced worlds 
to incarnate on earth to add their light. That intensity of light is the reason conflict and chaos are occurring around the globe. It is part and parcel of a world being freed from the grasp of darkness. Light's high vibrations are clashing with and overwhelming the low vibrations, therefore bringing a long, long era of darkness to its close. Dear ones, we know you want clear, irrefutable evidence. You want to know when Jasara and Asara will be announced. The new global economic system will be implemented. The illegal Biden administration will be removed. And the Federal Reserve System, whose tentacles reach all countries, will be abolished. Citizens who are rebelling against their corrupt governments want to know when they will have leaders with wisdom and integrity And all of you want to know when the many truths still hidden will come forth. We wish we could say more than on the near horizon, but we don't know exactly when those vital developments will occur. What we can do is assure you the divine plan is smack on target and extraterrestrial family members are part of the liberating forces of light that some call white hats. And let us remind you of the light's progress in just the last two years or so. The Illuminati's efforts to start World War III failed. So have all their attempts to demolish strategic cities with nuclear warheads on missiles. Their COVID-19 virus did not kill billions of the populace. And trying to achieve that goal via vaccinations is not working either. Their hold on major media is cracking. In several countries, their bioweaponry laboratories and storage facilities and centers for sex trafficking, pedophilia, satanic rituals, adrenochrome production, money laundering and cyber warfare have been demolished. Many of the individuals at the top of their diabolical pyramid have been removed. The Illuminati stronghold is their illegally and immorally amassed fortunes and the light forces are working to separate them from their funds so that money can be used to end mass impoverishment. If you think helping in an undertaking of that scope is beyond your ability, let us tell you it is not. It is right up your alley, so to say. Your light that has been helping the peoples awaken has been undergirding every effort to vanquish darkness from earth. We know it's hard for you to think of yourselves as the powerhouses you are, and this is understandable. You get sick, moody, disillusioned, angry, impatient and exhausted. Some of your efforts fall short and you make decisions that in retrospect you realise were poor. You don't always have satisfying jobs or enough income or fair treatment, and some days are just plain miserable. That is part of life in a third-density world, and before you volunteered to go to Earth, and you did that with fervour, you knew that is what you would experience. You also knew you would surmount whatever obstacles you encountered, because those feelings and circumstances are not who you are. You are eternal beings of love light and your energy's high vibrations have been creating betterment on the planet during all the years you have been there. Simply by being, you are that powerful, that influential. Probably souls at your station know some scientists don't believe the Big Bang happened. If it didn't, how was the universe created? 
Also, how were souls created? How did good and evil begin? This is obviously a question somebody has sent in. First, let us say, always Big Bang has been a misnomer. The beginning was completely silent as creator source creation expressed itself as light. Creator, the ultimate being and supreme ruler of the cosmos, source from whence everything in existence comes, creation, its action and products, immortal souls. For simplicity of speaking, we say only creator, and it as designation for I am, totality, oneness of all, is with utmost reverence and respect. While light may be thought of visual or science and love as a sensation or spirit, light and love or science and spirit are one and the same energy, and it is the most powerful force in the cosmos. This energy is creator's infinite eternal omniscience, omnipotence and omnipresence as pure love light. At a time unknown, Creator created the first souls, whom you call the Archangels, and they had proportionally the mind and power of Creator. That didn't diminish it one iota, the Archangels were Creator experiencing itself. At some point it endowed them with the capability to co-create. They could use its energy to make whatever they could think of. First they made a lower realm of angels, then gods and goddesses those souls which also had proportionally the mind and power of creator via the archangels added to its experiencing and to their co-creators. After the archangels made materials for forms so each soul could choose to have a body or remain pure spirit, creator selected a god of pure spirit to co-create whatever he desired and rule over this universe and chose other gods or goddesses to do the same in six other universes. Our God made myriad souls, all of whom had proportionally his mind and power. As his experiencing selves, they did not diminish his entirety in any way at all. He is an amalgamation of all souls in physical bodies or in spirit in this universe. Some of them helped him make galaxies with billions of astral bodies, and all souls could choose to incarnate within or upon those bodies or be free spirits. The energy of love light, good or godly, was the total essence of everything that was manifested throughout the universe. It was reptilians, mutated descendants of Luciferian energy, who brought evil here. By agreement of our God and the ruler of the universe where reptilians originated, a portal was briefly opened so some of them could enter ours. At that time in antiquity, they were the most intelligent species in the cosmos and the agreement was intended to benefit both universes. By reproducing themselves as well as procreating with souls who lived here, The incoming reptilians would genetically impart their superior intelligence while absorbing this universe's love-light energy. When they returned to their universe, they would spread this energy's high vibrations throughout their civilizations, and their progeny in this universe would genetically endow successive generations with superior intelligence. The win-win situation the two universal rulers anticipated did not happen. 
some of the reptilians who came did become beings of love light as they passed on their genes, but they did not go back home. Neither did those who refused the light. They also proliferated, and all of them have caused havoc ever since the first ones came eons ago. They initiated warring and rendered dormant 10 of 12 DNA strands in civilizations they conquered, making them susceptible to falling into darkness. Now then, Gaia is the soul that embodied as the planet she called Terra. Somewhere along the line, Earth became its name. Gaia, God and Sol, your solar system's sun, manifested pristine verdant lands, crystal clear seas, magnificent trees, flowers and other plants and the mineral kingdom. She gave animal design ideas to residents of Jupiter where similar conditions existed to manifest and transport to Terra. When everything was ready, Gaia asked some souls in highly evolved human civilizations if they would like to live in a marvellous new world, and at the speed of thought they arrived. Others came later by spaceships, astral travel, or incarnation. The people, animals, plants, and minerals knew their beginnings in Creator's infinite love light and their eternal connection with each other and the ruler of this universe. All life forms communicated telepathically and flourished as a harmonious symbiotic oneness. Darkness, or evil, came into that paradise when people with only two strands of active DNA settled there. As time passed, their brutal behaviour amassed so much negativity that it almost extinguished Terra's light. To save her planetary body, Gaia released the negativity in a series of earthquakes that lasted several decades. One quake of a magnitude sufficient to release that amount of negativity would have exploded the planet into countless fragments instead of preserving its life. Terra's landmass broke into several extensive regions, large and medium-sized islands and many thousands of small ones. New coastlines had peninsulas, bays, cliffs and beaches. Terra's gently rolling terrain became rugged mountain ranges, volcanoes, canyons and deserts. The placid sparkling seas turned into oceans with strong currents, lakes, rivers and streams and the seabed's flat terrain became similar to the new surface formations. No longer was the climate pleasant Massive areas of ice developed in polar extremes. Mountains were covered with snowpack and intolerable heat built up around the equator. After millennia passed and the planet was habitable, a new civilization began. But darkness re-entered and committing atrocities once again became the nature of the people. This time Gaia released the accumulated negativity abruptly with an ice age and after its drastic effects subsided, the repopulating process started over. Since then, civilizations have risen and fallen, including those in Atlantis and Lemuria. The purity of love light that permeated young Terra and her first inhabitants never has been repeated. However, indigenous peoples know they and all other life forms on Earth are connected with each other and the ruler of this universe. 
to prevent their knowledge from spreading, dark forces inspired explorers from European nations to kill most of the natives in the lands they claimed for their respective royal families. Later, colonists continued the genocide. However, tribal survivors passed on their knowledge to descendants who generation after generation preserved it and the light within that truth helped Earth survive in deep third density until the infusion of light enabled her to start ascending. Now souls around the world are standing strong against oppression and all other injustices spawned by darkness. Despite, or perhaps because of turmoil, destruction and grief, there is more goodness, kindness and compassion than ever before in the planet's recorded history. In this respect, beloved sisters and brothers, you have done your part magnificently. You can inspire, but you cannot push anyone toward the spiritual and conscious awareness that puts them on the personal ascension pathway. That is each soul's choice. It is a joy for us to behold those who are firmly on the pathway and that many others are starting to trust their intuition is greatly encouraging. Upcoming solar flares, the energy surges that raise vibrations, will offer slumbering individuals more opportunities to awaken. You too, dear ones, will reap benefits and the light you radiate will continue to uplift our family on earth. All light beings in this universe honour you for steadfastness in your mission and support you with the power of unconditional love. Love and peace, Suzanne Ward. So Matthew's message is really confirming what I've said for you know months, well now years I think, <laughs> is that this exposure of the darkness is an essential element in the awakening process and in the removal of these evil beings that have been controlling this planet for thousands of years. So we mustn't get discouraged by seeing this evil. It's in our faces and is becoming more and more so uh, we need to be encouraged that, you know, it's no longer hidden. It's always been there. It's just been hidden. And also, it's good to know the confirmation that we can expect Jasara Nasara and that we can expect this um, future gift of love, joy, peace and abundance for all. So very encouraging, I think. And it's nice to, well, I won't say nice, but it's good to hear some of Earth's history as well and how it came to be taken over by the dark side. But they are now losing, as we've said many, many times. God wins. So I'm going to move on to just cover something on the Durham report, which came out last month. And this is a report by Judicial Watch. And it was dated the 31st of May. Major revelations in Trump-Russia scandal, Clinton corruption, Hillary did it, Obama knew, Judicial Watch warnings came early and often. Early on, Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton smelled a rat. As Tom wrote in his 2020 book, A Republic Under Assault, Judicial Watch had for years been digging deep into the origins of the notorious anti-Trump Steele dossier 
a 35-page report filled with ludicrous, salacious and completely unfounded allegations and the relentless campaign against President Donald Trump. Let us cast our minds back to April 2016, Tom wrote. An investigative firm named Fusion GPS was hired to dig up dirt on candidate Trump. Fusion GPS in turn hired former British spy Christopher Steele. Steele produced the dossier which was leaked to the press and caused a media sensation. Please focus on one of the most pertinent facts in this case, Tom wrote. Fusion GPS was hired by the DNC and Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. Next, Tom wrote, the FBI used the completely fake dossier paid for by the DNC and the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign to spy on Donald Trump. While the media and official Washington remained transfixed by allegations of Trump depredations for years, Judicial Watch proceeded to uncover key information showing that the Clintons and their allies were behind the smears that triggered a sweeping FBI investigation and special counsel probes that ruined lives and careers and nearly toppled a presidency. Judicial Watch uncovered the FBI EC, the electronic communication, that officially launched the Crossfire Hurricane counterintelligence investigation of President Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. The document was written by Peter Strzok, the Deputy Assistant Director of the FBI's counterintelligence division. An avowed anti-Trump partisan, Strzok was fired after an Inspector General investigation revealed anti-Trump text messages including one where Strzok vowed to stop Trump between him and his lover, FBI attorney Lisa Page. Judicial Watch exposed serious problems with the Crossfire Hurricane Court-approved FBI surveillance of an innocent American citizen, Carter Page, a part-time Trump advisor. In August 2018, in a Judicial Watch case, the Justice Department admitted in a court filing that the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court held no hearings on the spy warrant applications targeting Page. Judicial Watch litigation also uncovered the secret warrants that confirmed the FBI and Justice Department misled the court in withholding evidence that the Clinton campaign was behind the information used to persuade the court to approve the surveillance warrants targeting Page. Judicial Watch proved that high-level Justice Department and State Department officials were involved in surreptitiously circulating anti-Trump smears at the highest levels of government and providing information to the 2016 Clinton campaign. Judicial Watch obtained FBI 302 interview reports with Justice Department official Bruce Orr. Orr told FBI investigators that Reporting on Trump's ties to Russia were going to the Clinton campaign and to John Weiner at the U.S. State Department and the FBI. Judicial Watch put sunlight on Steele dossier author Christopher Steele's close association with the FBI, including payments to Steele by the FBI for work as a confidential source. Documents obtained by Judicial Watch show at least 11 FBI payments to Steele. Note that he was admonished by the FBI for unspecified reasons, 
and that eventually the Bureau grew wary of Steele and dropped him as a source. Tom insisted for years that top Obama administration officials knew exactly what was going on. Obama knew, Clinton knew, Biden knew, Tom tweeted. Comey knew, Brennan knew, McCabe knew, Strzok knew, Clapper knew, Schiff knew, FBI knew, DOJ knew, CIA knew, State knew. They all knew Trump was innocent, but they smeared and spied on him. This month, significant new evidence comes to correct the historical record and prove Tom right. The new evidence comes from the report of special counsel John Durham. Attorney General William Barr appointed Durham in April 2019 to get to the bottom of the Russia mess. Barr told Congress he wanted a review of the genesis and conduct of intelligence activities directed at the Trump campaign during 2016. Durham's prosecution record is a bust, two failed court cases and one low-level plea deal. But his 300-page, highly detailed final report is sensational. Durham's central mandate was to investigate the opening and conduct of the Crossfire Hurricane probe into possible Trump collusion with elements of the Russian government, particularly whether any person or entity violated the law in connection with the intelligence, counterintelligence or law enforcement activities directed at the 2016 presidential campaign. Our findings, the Durham report notes, are sobering. Finding, at the opening of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation, there was no evidence of collusion. Neither US law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation, the Durham report noted. Durham goes into stunning detail. He notes that Crossfire Hurricane was opened as a full investigation without the FBI ever having spoken to the persons who provided the information, without, one, any significant review of its own intelligence databases, two, collection and examination of any relevant intelligence from other U.S. intelligence entities, three interviews of witnesses essential to understand the information it had received, four, using any of the standard analytical tools typically employed by the FBI in evaluating raw intelligence. Had it done so, the FBI would have learned that their own experienced Russian analysts had no information about Trump being involved with Russian leadership officials nor were others in sensitive positions at the CIA, the NSA and the State Department aware of such evidence. Finding. Obama and Biden knew about Clinton plans to link Trump to Russia. Durham reports that top Obama administration officials, including the President, Vice President Biden, the FBI Director, the Attorney General and others, were briefed by CIA Director John Brennan on reports of a plan by the Clinton campaign to, quote, vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by the Russian security services, end quote. Elements of the Clinton plan were disclosed in 2020 when the Director of National Intelligence reported it in a declassified letter to the Senate Judiciary Committee. But Durham adds significant new context and hints there is more hidden behind the walls of government secrecy. 
In a classified appendix to the report, Durham notes, there are specific indications and additional facts that heightened the potential relevance of the Clinton plan intelligence to the office's inquiry. In an interview with the special counsel, Durham notes, Hillary Clinton dodged questions about her alleged plan to stir up a scandal between Trump and the Russians. Clinton stated it was really sad, but I get it, you have to go down every rabbit hole. Finding the Steele dossier was a slanderous Clinton campaign creation, devoid of real evidence and used by the FBI to target Carter Page. Durham devotes more than 150 pages of his report to the Steele dossier and its devastating ramifications. Durham details at length how the Steele reports played an important role in FBI applications to the FISA court targeting Page, a US person. The FBI relied substantially on the Steele reports to assert probable cause that Page was knowingly engaged in clandestine intelligence activities on behalf of Russia. The problem with the FBI's assertion, Durham notes, <clears throat> the FBI was not able to corroborate a single substantive allegation contained in the Steele reports, despite protracted efforts to do so. Finding Clinton good, Trump bad, the FBI repeatedly gave all things Clinton a pass while hitting Trump hard. I'm going to summarise this a bit now as I'm running out of time. Finding investigations into the Clinton Foundation were killed by top Justice Department and FBI officials. Durham notes that beginning in January 2016, three different FBI field offices, Little Rock, New York and Washington, opened investigations into possible criminal activity involving the Clinton Foundation. Foreign governments were suspected of making or planning to make contributions to the foundation in exchange for favourable or preferential treatment from Hillary Clinton. Top Washington officials opposed the probes, Durham reports. At a February 2016 meeting about possibly closing the Clinton Foundation cases, a participant told Durham that FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe was negative and annoyed and angry wanting to close the probes. Um, FBI field officials prevailed on McCabe at that meeting to keep the investigations open, but six months later the inquiries were dead in the water. The Washington and Little Rock field office probes were folded into the New York investigation, but the New York investigation went nowhere because Justice Department branches in New York declined to issue subpoenas. Last week, the New York Times added new twists to the Clinton Foundation story, noting that after prosecutors in New York declined to issue subpoenas, the case moved back to Little Rock. Prosecutors in Little Rock closed the case in January 2021, but not without protest from line FBI agents in Arkansas. The top agent in Little Rock, the Times reported, wanted it known that career prosecutors, not FBI officials, were behind the decision to close the case. The Times reported that the FBI received an official declination memo closing the case in August 2021, effectively making the decision to stop investigating the Clinton Foundation a move by the Biden administration. 
That's a move worth a closer look. So is the FBI claim, according to the Times, that all of the evidence developed during the investigation has been returned or otherwise destroyed. After all the revelations about misconduct at the highest levels of government in the Trump-Russia saga, it's impossible to take FBI assertions at face value, as John Durham has proved and as Tom Fitton presciently recognised so long ago. So more evidence of the weaponization of the DOJ, the FBI, all of it, all corrupt. And of course, that's what is being investigated in one of the House committees. Can't remember which one it is. Oversight, I think, um, at the moment. So, you know, until that's sorted out, we're not going to have justice done despite all the evidence stacked up against these people. I've only got a few minutes left, so I'm just going to make a brief mention of the fact that this week uh, Ron DeSantis announced officially he's running for the presidential nomination. We've expected this all along because he was kind of travelling around the country trying to um, get some support. Uh, Brian Cates in Rise of the New Media Newsletter says, if this isn't theatre and DeSantis really is trying to grab the baton from Trump now, he's been talked into a serious and fatal mistake. And he goes on to say, and this is just a, a little section, uh, like many others, I truly did not think DeSantis would do it. Doing it makes no sense. Even now as his campaign flounders and falters, and I'm watching what very likely could be one of the most historical campaign implosions ever. I can't believe he's doing this. The only rational explanation I've heard over the past few months is that DeSantis and his big pockets GOP establishment uni party backers fully expected Trump to have been so swamped and weighed down by arrests and indictments and legal machinations that he dropped like a rock in the polls maybe even drop out of the race and present a real opportunity for someone else to step in and grab hold of the 2024 GOP nomination. That didn't happen, of course. No matter how many bogus charges, indictments, trials and jury awards Trump was hit with, his numbers didn't drop and he continued to insist he was running. And indeed, the polls demonstrate none of the corrupt justice system efforts to derail his campaign are having any real effect. And the 2024 national GOP primary shows Trump 58% uh, up five points from May 12th. DeSantis 24% plus three. The rest are also runs. And two-way, I think that's a different poll, Trump 63%, DeSantis 37%. So I don't have time to cover any more of that because um, I've run out of time again. So I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. I feel a bit rusty actually today after having a couple of weeks out. So I hope it's uh, flowed okay. I hope you join me for another show next Saturday. And I'd like to thank Nancy for producing and Derek Condit for sponsoring Cosmic Reality Radio. Uh, find him at mysticalwares.com, a wonderful website with lots of Shungite products and metaphysical goodies. So until next time, stay well, be safe, and bye for now. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw. 
updating current reality a production of cosmicreality.com